0: Well, John, we both got our COVID shots. Now, should we make everyone else do the same? Well, yes, we should, but it's kind of complicated. I'm going to have to disagree with you there, John. Welcome to Care Talk, America's home for incisive debate about healthcare, business, and policy. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of Carecentrics. Well, John, I got my shot. You got your shot. Should everybody get their COVID 19 vaccination? Well, look,
1: everybody really should. I mean, the vast majority of vaccines that people have already in their arms, they don't have a choice. Mumps, measles, and rubella, um, polio. There's a lot of vaccinations that people have already got where they implicitly or their parents trusted the health care authorities to get it right. And, you know, in America, we kind of have and have made a lot of these a lot of these diseases and viruses uh, not non-existent. The notion that we should be fighting it um, is with vaccines is just profoundly simple. But I don't I, I don't I don't know that we can we can actually dictate that
0: to people, David. What do you think? John, I think you're getting soft or, or staying soft just to uh, just to confirm that. So, you know, we need to get to 85% plus probably vaccination in order to get to herd immunity. I don't see it happening without a mandate. I did my part. You did your part. We don't want the variants to run wild and, and get after people who've already been vaccinated. So I say mandate now, John. Well, David, I think, you know, it, it, as is typically the case,
1: you don't bother trying to communicate your points. You just want to dictate them. So let's 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 slow down there, big boy. How did all those mask mandates work, and did they actually build public consensus or undermine it? Even when that was kind of brain dead obvious. Um, there's a there's let, let's let's step back a little bit. You know we've got a, an exhausted country um, that is looking for those green shoots of health maybe we kind of lean on persuasion as opposed to sort of public demands. And we, you might, you might actually find David, if you, if we spend the time communicating with people that we'll get to, and I don't think it's 85% plus it's probably closer to 80% based on the most recent models. And then you got to add the number of people who were immunized with the number of people who've got, uh, um, you know, the neutralizing antibodies in their bloodstream because they've had COVID. So I don't think it's an either or. I think we can get there incrementally, and that's the only way we're going to convince you know the 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 the, un, the disunited States of America uh, around vaccines to actually increase the number of
0: vaccinations. I'm not sure that dictating it's going to work. Well, John, I'm not sure we're going to persuade anybody. I do believe you know it wouldn't have made sense to have a, a mandate two months ago when there weren't enough vaccines. Now there are enough, and you can have a mandate. John, remember when we were hearing people that were complaining that they don't want the MMR vaccine and, and so on? And we said, well, that's because, you know, the reason that this is happening now is because people forgot uh, what these childhood illnesses were, were like. And, you know, nobody remembers when people were, you know, had trouble with, uh, with measles and people died and, and or had, you know, lifelong uh, disabilities from that or when they had, were uh, polio and they, and they were paralyzed from that. Well, guess what? we've got COVID right here in our face and people are still saying that it's a nothing burger. So I think you just, I don't need to persuade anybody, John. I just need to persuade them you get it or you're going to go to prison and there you're going to get COVID. Oh, I don't think that's going to work. First of all, David, let's let's step back a second.
1: We've got these vaccines. They're incredible technologies, but we are in the emergency use authorization phase. We haven't gone through all of the, te- it's going to happen soon. Or maybe we're at EUA, youth emergency use authorization plus space, but realistically, we're not gonna. There, there, there is a reasonable questions. I think think they're sensible about about whether the vaccines have even gotten to where the FDA wants it. Having said that, these vaccines are incredibly safe. There is a less. There's a, a, almost a nil chance of bad outcomes. They are being extremely Carefully managed, and they're they're an extraordinary win for society. But I don't think you get to your end result faster by telling people that 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 aren't likely to get the vaccine uh, that they should or have to. I mean, what are you going to
0: give people traffic? Tickets? You're going to. You're going to creep them off to the overcrowded jails? I mean, all right, all right, John. All right, John. So so usually you're like a black and white argument type guy, but I see you're, you're willing to be drawn into the nuances. So let's get a little bit nuanced here. So you're going to demand that people- Hold on. Hold on, John. So here's what I would say. Okay. There's some subtleties to it. And for example, you're right. It's on the EUA. So maybe people who are really low risk like- you know kids what's not approved for anyway but you know maybe maybe it's not time for a mandate there but let's talk about for example certain professions okay so nursing home staff have been people some people that have been you know hesitant to get the vaccines
1: oh now you're moving the goalpost.
0: no 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 john i would say hold on
1: you can require people in healthcare institutions to get vaccinated you can require people by employment category to get vaccinated now you're playing
0: on my turn so john okay so which where so okay so i would think the mandate should be for certain professions yes colleges to be a student there it's happening i think students young students once it's approved for them yes also although the bar should be higher because they don't necessarily personally benefit as much the kids and then how about like a customer you know someone to come into my store He says no mask no service no vax no service
1: well i think you have that you can lean on if the those rights of privacy and enterprise the needs of the group particularly in smaller scale whether it's a a cop or a teacher or a school and i definitely think you know we're we're definitely thinking at carecentrics that we're not going to mandate and require vaccines as a condition of employment but we may require it and are likely to require it as a as a as a as a as a requirement to actually come back to a workplace because you want people to feel safe um i'm just saying i look i'd love a world in which everybody sensibly got vaccinated as quickly as possible i'm just i think we got to look at the reality that um uh, americans don't react well to global mandates but if you improve if you increase the cost of access whether it's work or services, or actually, honestly, access to the healthcare system, um, or, or if people see that it is a condition of participation, I think you're likely to see more people get vaccinated. And I'm actually more hopeful that with more people having a good experience and more people being healthy and more data getting out there, that,
0: that there's a possibility that conversation and experience will help. John, here's one that really uh, bothers me and i'm hoping you can actually explain it a little bit cuz i'm i'm awfully concerned and unhappy about it on its face and that's where i saw that a very high percentage of our soldiers uh, who were offered the vaccine said no something like a third said no depending on the branch Crazy. and i don't get it and i think that that's you know to me it's a, if anything it's a failure of leadership and it just makes me wonder about first of all how did this happen and secondly I mean, do we have the same view, like we're going to have a military operation? Do we think it's a, okay. A third of people think, well, gee, I don't think that's an enemy. I mean, what's the story?
1: I can't explain the profound lack of leadership and clarity around this. It should be a requirement, David. Um, it may have something to do with the EUA stuff, but as a practical matter, having having served in the uniform, your, your order to do stuff, you do it. And one of the things that will kind of profoundly affect our force posture and undermine uh, the resilience of our military is if we permit people to pick and choose whether they are putting their health at risk, because it's not just their individual health, although that's dangerous because they are part of a team that requires their help, the United States military, but it puts other people's health at risk. Uh, Look, when people get sick, um, we all pay for it when people get sick in the military particularly of a, of a viral illness they're at risk of of making a bunch of other people sick so no i i
0: think i'm i'm i think i'm with you on that one that just strikes, strikes me as dumb i hope that's going to be uh going to be corrected now john um one thing i think that we, you know we should go back to some nuances that you're describing before which is that there's is a pretty high percentage of people that want the vaccine lined up for it we've seen it you know in in many states then there's some group that's really against it, but there's a bunch of people in the middle that are sort of they would get it. it just has to be convenient. They have to have the right messaging around it. They have to not worry they're going to miss a day of work if they you know have uh, side effects. Uh, like I, I wasn't feeling well. I was tired. That is feeling fine, but tired after my vaccine. And if I had to worry about an hourly job, I might be concerned about that. So I think there's a role to be played to make it e- making it easier to do it. And John, maybe it's the same thing. We should take all the, the people that have been focused on. How to prevent people from voting and get them to turn their mind in the other direction and say, "Well, I'll do all the opposite things," and and get people to be vaccinated easily.
1: Well, I think it 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 goes back, David, to the fact that we've got kind of a a broken and uh, incomplete public health infrastructure. But one of the things I think that both the Trump administration and the Biden administration have gotten right is by pushing it out through pharmacies. They're providing they're they're pushing it out through the the private sector. Uh, access point to the healthcare system that's got the greatest number, the greatest reach in the country. With you know that thousands and thousands of of of, of pharmacies, and we've got a lot of actually a pretty big excess of pharmacies in the U.S. And now we can actually put them to good
0: use. John, you know, I, I know we don't like to talk about you know the next pandemic, although I think we may have a guest soon on our show to discuss that. Stay tuned, uh, listeners. But I think this pandemic, last one was about a hundred years ago. Now my concern is that what's happening. These are like these hundred years. That's not true.
1: That's not true. There was a Hong Kong flu in the in the in the in the sixties. There was a. There have been a number of 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 close calls on pandemics. The last big one was in uh, on in nineteen eighteen. But there have been some 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 viral epidemics that were contained, but that. Uh, 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 harmed and killed many, many people between now and we just we don't tend to track it because it's not common. It, it, it will likely become a lot more common as the zoonotic viruses, those viruses that jump species, um, the 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 ones you you know what that word means, John? They the thing were, is
0: here. Actually, my first question was zoonotic. Is like, does that have three O's in a row or four? You know, that's what I'm unsure about. Is, as as we as as we overpopulate the Earth, and
1: people are traveling a lot more and we have more of a convergence of of uh of 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 travel and 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 people going into uh living in previously uninhabited habitats. You're gonna see more of them. I I I think actually, you know, COVID
0: SARS uh three, this, this is this is this is a wave that we will we will we will revisit. Okay. Well John you were making you were you were agreeing with my first point, which is that I was going to say it's like those hundred year rainstorms that floods now we have every five years um so what precedent when you know getting back to our point about uh vaccine mandates i mean what what do we need to be thinking about you know in terms of having a mandate or not about here? what does that mean for the for the future and I think the possibility that you know this isn't even the big one things that may be even more aggressive uh in terms of infectiousness and uh how deadly they may be.
1: I just think we it, it builds on the point that I think that uh, Jason Kelly was talking about last week in our on our previous care talk, where we will we need to have a different level of infrastructure around our our biological vulnerability. Now, here's the good news: we've got a vaccine. We're talking about the the ba- back and forth about whether you mandate it, but the reality is, it works and it's safe, and we des- we actually created the design for the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine within 48 days of actually um, uh, unpacking the genetic code of this particular virus. Um, so I think we have the technologies to solve for it. But I think what you're going to see is, is the COVID shot um, will be an annual shot or annual booster. And you, you we, we, But what I worry about is that early warning system of testing that failed so badly at the beginning part of this pandemic and that it, it's unclear whether we're going to invest in the infrastructure so that we can find it and contain it. Because if we can find and contain these these next and new viruses, uh, the current – variants, if we could contain them, they'd be a lot less,
0: we'd be a lot less dangerous to society and to people. Well, John, sign me up for that booster club, at least for COVID, but I hope that they uh, nip these other ones in the bud so I don't have that. I think I've had just about enough for today, John. So let's say that's it for this week's edition of Care Talk. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of CareCentrics. If you liked what you heard
1: or you didn't, please tell us what you think and subscribe.